listening, you may want to turn to it. Uh, Ephesians 6 and verse 10 says, Finally, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in, the, in this evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it. We thank you for this time that we have here. Lord, we're thankful for those who who have uh, uh, tuned in to live streaming and we're, and those who will eventually. Lord, we just pray that you'll bless them and we pray that you'll take care of them, watch over them. Pray, Lord, that they'll get something out of this message today that will help them as they go out into this world and as they go out trusting the Lord and working for the Lord and doing for the Lord. And, Lord, I just pray in all things that you might be honored and glorified today. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, the title of my message today is Preparing, Preparing the Child of God. Now, this is, this is message one. I, I know I've got a message two and possibly a message three. Uh, but I'll be preaching message two, Lord willing, next Sunday because this is just too much to, to put into one message. But uh, preparing the child of God. You know, we, uh, and I, I, I title it that because, you know, we as pastors, preachers, and uh, parents and churches, we are we have the duty of preparing the children of God to confront this world. And sometimes, as, a, as you're going to learn during this message, that is not done, but uh, prayerfully uh, it will be done after this message is over with. John Bunyan, the author of, the author of Pilgrim's Progress, wrote, and this is, this is just an excerpt from, from Pilgrim's Progress. He says, immediately after supper, he, spent, he sent his pilgrims out to, to be fitted with armor as soon as they were brought into communion with God. That's what John Bunyan wrote in Pilgrim's Progress, <clears throat> that the pilgrims... As soon as they became in communion with God, they were sent out to be fitted with the armor that they needed to, to go out into the world. And, and regardless, you may think you don't need anything, but you're going to learn 
that you do need, and, and you do need uh, 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 a lot in order to go out and face this world. Now, we often fail new converts to salvation by not letting them know that they are in a battle uh, like none they have ever seen. You know, we, uh, we've got a habit, now, not we, uh, a lot of preachers have a habit. I know uh, I, I, I certainly teach our people this, but a lot of preachers have a habit of when somebody come, walks a church aisle and they come down and they take the preacher by the hand and they, uh, they tell him, you know, that uh, they, they tell the convert, you know, well, your life is going to be a lot different now. Everything's going to be just fine. And, and aren't you glad, you know, that you have trusted your Lord as your Savior? Well, they're lying to them because that's not all true. They may have trusted the Lord as their Savior. They may have walked a church aisle. But that, that, just, that is just the beginning of a life uh, following the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I know this? How do I know this to be true? <clears throat> Either we have failed or they have failed in learning the truth about the Word. Why? Why, why is that true? <clears throat> For they go out into the world and they make friends with those who, who do not love the unadulterated truth of the word and who do not intend to follow the truth. The friends they make are more important to them than the family of God and, and following doing what the Lord would have us to do. This happens all the time. And, and hopefully we, we don't fail to teach them that that world, the world out there is a cruel place. It's a wicked place. Uh, Satan, the Bible refers to Satan as being the god of the world. And so we know if Satan is a god of the world, then we know this world is not a, it's not a good place. So uh, just remember those things and, and remember that uh, parents, you parents and, and, and preachers and and whoever else, uh, you should prepare a, a, a child of God to be out there in the world and to, to live out there in the world. Let me, let me say at this time, all who are in the kingdom of God are immediately met with the forces of Satan that are out there in the world. It, it does, it, it, you don't have to be saved for just a few minutes. When you go out in the world, you're going to be met with it because a lot of people, I've, I've seen a lot of people who, who uh, have said, you know, they go out there in the world and they said, well, I was saved at church yesterday, and immediately somebody will challenge them. Somebody will challenge them to that, and, and, and being, a, being a new convert, they, they don't know what to say. They don't know how to, how to confront the world. But that's why they need to be taught uh, of those things. <clears throat> um, this is the reason every blood-bought, born-again child of God needs to be fitted with the whole armor of God. They, they need to be fitted before they go out. 
And you say, you might say, well, how do you do that? Well, there are churches, and I, I, I'm going to say that we here at Landmark Baptist Church are lacking in that somewhat, that uh, they are taken aside and, and they are taught the things that uh, they're going to face in the world, and, and they're taught how to uh, uh, get themselves ready and, and how to face the world. And these things, sometimes we're lacking about that. You know, some people have uh, counseling for a new child of God before they go out in the world, and that's good. That's good, uh, and, but it's, it's not done in a lot of places. Now, let me promise each of you today the enemy is out there. I know, I know the enemy's out there. I've been doing this a long time. Next Sunday morning, the Lord willing, I'll be celebrating my 53rd year of pastoring. And, and so I, I know it, I know it's out there and I know it's out there to meet young converts. So I know it's out there. <clears throat> I know a lot of people legally carry weapons against known enemies but the enemy every blood-bought born-again child of God will meet is not seen or known the, en the enemy that you're going to meet when you go out there is not seen or known it it's easy to to arm yourselves against known enemies and, and enemies that you know are enemies but but uh, it's it's difficult to arm yourself against those enemies that can't be seen, those enemies that uh, uh, are going to sneak up on you. I know uh, in the military we were taught, you know, that you had a buddy, and that buddy is to watch your back, and, and you're to watch your buddy's back. And, and so that's, uh, that's the buddy system and, and that, that's in the military. So you've always got to be on the lookout. You've always got to watch. The thing that we, the thing we find is, is when we get lackadaisical about what's going on around us, sometimes people don't care what's going on around them. But a child of God had better know what's going on around them because it was Peter who said in his, uh, in, uh, to, to those uh, Jews, Peter said, you're to be vigilant, you're to be sober. Why? Because your your enemy, your 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 adversary, the devil, is seeking about whom he might uh, uh, devour, and so you know the devil is out there. The devil is going is going after newborn children children of God. So we we realize that it was a great apostle Paul who said, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood." That's, that's not what we wrestle against. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's in Ephesians 6 and verse 12. We just read it to you. Now let me add another. Let me add another to you today, right this minute, right today. Let me add another one to you. Another one to you is... Uh, the unseen invisible plagued today called the coronavirus. I, I believe it's out there. There's some folks that I even heard somebody say one time, that's just a hoax. 
that's just something they, that, that's out there that they are, uh, uh, that they're trying to make you, uh, stop you from doing something or doing this or that. But let me tell you, folks, it's the truth. It is out there. I know it, and, and I'm sure that most of you who are listening to this probably know and understand that it is out there. And I know God will take care of us. I realize that. You know, some folks, some folks say, well, if, if you talk about that, then, then maybe you don't believe God will take, I know God will take care of us, but I also know that God has told us to be responsible. He told us to be responsible, and there's a lot of responsible things that we need to do when we go out in the world uh, to guard ourselves uh, against this invisible and unseen in enemy that has come upon us in these last uh, two or three months, and it's called the coronavirus. I have learned over the years that a lot of modern-day Christians don't respect any of those the Apostle Paul stated. Now, I'm talking about what he stated, the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness of the world, the spiritual weakness of high places. A lot, a lot of people don't respect that because they'll say, well, how do I know? How, how do I know this? Well, um, again, we know, we, we, we've been taught, and we should know when we come up on something and something happens that it's just not right. We, we, we know that, that that's, that's just not right. It may be, it may be invisible, but we know it's not right. But I have learned this, uh, they don't, that the modern day Christians don't respect any of those the apostle stated. And I have come to know recently that they don't respect this thing called coronavirus. They don't respect it. And, and let me tell you folks, it's a dangerous thing. You might say, well, children will get it and they don't even know they have it. So it's not a danger to children. Young people will get it, and they don't even know they have it. And it's not a danger to young people. And people from 20 to 50 years old, they usually get over it in no time. So why should I be afraid of it? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's people like myself. It's people like people I know that, that, uh, that, uh, it's people from, from that age of 50 on up. It's those people who, who, who will suffer from it, who, who, who can get it from someone who it hasn't, shows no symptoms at all. I believe that, and I, and I know, I believe that happens. And I do pray that, that everyone here will, everyone that listen today will, will understand that. This, this is not just one person who may possess these qualities. I'm talking about all the qualities the Apostle Paul talked about. And, and all the qualities that uh, uh, that we're referring to when we talk about the coronavirus, this thing that's going around today, it's not just one person. I heard it said so. I've heard it said so many times. There may be a few out there, but I don't hang around them. Well, how do you know when they're when they are unseen, invisible enemies? How do you know when you're not hanging around? The only way you're going to know is if you've been prepared to go out there and face the world. You're not going to know it. And the sad thing about it is a lot of people aren't prepared to face the world today. When you're prepared to face the world, 
then you're going you're gonna to see these things and you're going to believe these things to be so and you're going to look out for them. You're going to look around. You're going to want to know what's going on around you. I tell you, if you ever get, you, you ever, you ever get into situations where you have to know what's going on around you or, or you're going to get killed, you know, you'll watch. You will. You're careful. You're careful how you walk. You're careful where you look. You're careful what, you know, it's just like walking through a den of snakes. You know, you're going to be careful where you step. You're going to watch every second to see if you're about to step on one of them or something like that. And so uh, that's, that's the way the world is. Now let me warn you, there are not just a few out there, but Satan has hordes of them just waiting for you to show up. He has them out there. He has them ready. He has them prepared. They've been prepared, and 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 they're out there. Those those that are that are spiritual witness in high places, they're prepared, and 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 all those things that Paul spoke about, those powers that are out there that are that are that are uh, evil powers, they're prepared. They're ready. Satan is prepared. He 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 is he is totally and completely prepared to to take those things and. And, and, and to use them as he sees fit to do so. So there, there are many of them out there. Sometimes we get so close to them that whatever they are doing or have, those who hang around them will soon do the same thing and have the same thing. If you, if you hang very close to them, you know, you've got to know, and we're going to talk about how, how you deal with them in just a moment. When we get when we get down into the uh, uh, the uh, the thoughts of how the Lord said that we're to prepare ourselves to get ready to to get this, uh, just saying all all I meet uh, are Christians. It's not it's not. I'm sorry. Just saying all I meet that are Christians is just not. Oh, oh, let me let me back this up. I'm sorry. Just saying that I am saved is not the whole armor of God. You, you you know, some people you may go tell someone I'm saved. That's not the whole armor of God. Just saying all I meet are Christians is not the whole armor of God. You know, some people says, well, uh, everybody I meet says they're a Christian. That doesn't mean spiritual weakness in high places. Doesn't mean that that is uh, that you you have the armor of God prepared to to meet those unless you understand the things later on that are said here. We must use those virtues and moral teachings which Jesus used in his battles while he was here on the earth. We, we we've got to do we've got to do it the same way Jesus did it. Well, matter of fact, we're told to mimic him. We're told to follow him. We're told to do what he does. And so that's, that's, Jesus, Jesus taught a, a moral and, and, and a, uh, and, and a, a ver- Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus taught virtues and he had moral teachings that we must all adhere to and we must listen to them. We must study about them in this. Jesus met the same enemies as we will meet. When he went out there in the world, he met the same enemies he will he will meet. You know, like 
like the Apostle Paul says. Let me let me go back here uh, to uh, again where Paul says. Paul says uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. You know this is this is what we're going to come up against against principalities, uh, ideals, ideology that that we we need to realize it's not it's not truthful against powers, against rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual weakness in high places. So those those are the things that we're going to meet and we're going to come up against in, in this world. Jesus had the same enemies. The, the, the enemies Jesus had was no different than the enemies we have. Now, we want to talk about a couple of these today, and we'll pick up the rest of them next week, not maybe maybe next week, and maybe, maybe a third message on this. I'm not sure. But what are those virtues and, 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 and morals that Jesus taught? Well, what are they? Well, the first one we're going to talk about is the girdle of truth. Girdle of truth. You know, the truth is nothing, it's full of nothing but virtues and morals. The truth of the word, you know, the truth of the word teaches us how to live, how to conduct ourselves, how to do a lot of things that, that we just reject it and go on and do them anyway. The girdle of truth. How many of you have sat your friends down and taught them the virtues and the morals of Jesus? I taught the virtues and morals of Jesus, you know. There's a lot of things in the Bible. You know, I, I was talking to a couple of fellows this past week, and, and I had my Bible out, and I was showing them, you know, what the Bible says about a certain thing. And, and, and they said, why, why is that important to me? I said, well, if you profess to be a Christian, it should be important to you because it should be important to you to know that, that, that these are the things that, you're going to be faced with in this world. Uh, in, in other, in, in, in other, I'm sorry. In, in other, in other words, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? I know they had a campaign back several years ago. I think it came out of the First Baptist Church in Vidalia. They had a campaign. They, they all wore a little, uh, rubber bracelet. And on the bracelet said, what would Jesus do? Well, in every situation you come up on, you know, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? You know, we're taught that. I've, I've heard people say, well, I can't witness. I can't tell people. The reason you can't tell people is because you haven't studied. You, you, you haven't taken anything serious in, uh, in the Bible. You haven't taken anything serious that's out there in the world. And, and the Bible, what the Bible teaches and what the world believes are just diabolically opposite from one another. Diabolically opposite. We do, it's, we do, it's not do as I do, but as Jesus did. We must know that the loins of the mind must be girded and the truth, girded with the truth, as if Jesus was speaking them. The truths of the word are a light from heaven. When scattered, they will cover the darkness of sin, and when believed, will do away with all doubts and fears. 
It do away with all doubts and fears when we believe it. But believe it, you know, we, we fear someday. We fear, but it'll do away with all doubts and fears when, when, we, when we believe the things that Jesus believed. You know, this, we speak of this coronavirus. I know, and you know as well as I do, all Jesus got to do is speak, and it's gone. But why, why, why did he, why, why doesn't he do that? Why doesn't he do that? Why, why doesn't we, we pray, I pray uh, vehemently, and I know a, a lot of you pray vehemently that the Lord would do away with this. I see statements on Facebook, Lord, do away with this. Well, why doesn't he do it? Why doesn't he do it? Think about that for just a moment. Why, why, doesn't, why doesn't he take it away? Well, let me tell you. He is bringing up on the world the things that the world has ignored. You know, I heard it said one time, you know, when, when the Nazis were killing all the Jews back in during, uh, in, in, back during the World War II, we just stood by and didn't do a thing. We let it happen. Then, then we talk about when, uh, when other things have come up on us. You know, we just stood by and let them go. Well, I'm telling you folks, now it's after us. It's after us now. It's after us, and it, it's out there. And, and, and all these things that Paul mentioned, they're after us. And, and now we can't sit back, and we can't say, you know, uh, there was a day when there was a day when nothing bothered me. There was a day when nothing bothered me. And, and I, I, would, I would say I would just be very lackadaisical about my life. There was nothing that bothered me. But I want to tell you, folks, since I've gotten older, there's a lot of things I see that bothers me. Bothers me to no end, and I pray that God will see fit to show you that, the, that, the, that it's important we, I don't care how old you are, I don't care if you're a teenager, you ought to be a leader of your friends rather than a follower. You ought to be one out. I've told our young people here at church, I said, don't go out there and follow these other young people. Go out there and lead them. Show them, show them what's needed. But, you know, they wind up just following. Whatever, whatever somebody says, let's go and do, uh, they'll go and do it. And so that's a... That's a sad thing. The girdle of truth, the girdle of truth is something we need. Paul said in Acts the 17th chapter, I'm not Paul, but in Acts the 17th chapter, it says in verse 5, in Acts the 17th chapter, it says, But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, envy and took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company and set all the city on, on an uproar and assault and assaulted the house of Jason and sought the, to bring them out to the people. And when they found them, this, this is talking about Christians, and when they found them not, they drew Jason and, and certain brethren in, un, unto the rulers of the city crying, and let's listen to this, these that have turn the world upside down or come hither also. How do you think they turned the world upside down? 
They did it with the truth of the word. They did it, they did it as Jesus would do it. Jesus turned the world upside down. And I know in March of 1967, he turned this, this young boy of, of, of 22 years old upside down. And, and, and I know that, I know it, it can happen. And I know it can happen. I know that we can do it, but, but we're not, we're not doing much to turn the world upside down today. We're going along with the world. We're doing what the world does, and so that's what the world wants. And the world's happy with that. Satan's happy with that. But I want to tell you, folks, there's a lot of things the Lord is not happy with. And then we got the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. It, 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 the breastplate of righteousness is a conscience free of offense against God. You know, we as God's children, we have absolutely no offense against God. We don't blame God for anything. I've known of people who have blamed God for things when Satan was doing it. And I know in the scriptures they did the same thing. They, they, they told Jesus one time, they said, you do everything you do, you do it by the power of Beelzebub, which that was a, one of those, one of those powers that Paul spoke of. And Jesus called it the unpardonable sin for them to do that. And Jesus said there that that sin cannot be forgiven and will not be forgiven. You know, but, but we, we better be careful with ourselves how we handle things that come in our lives. We, we better know the difference in when God is speaking to us and when maybe Satan in the world is speaking to us. We need to learn those things. We need to understand those things. And we need to be aware of those things as they come. <clears throat> in other words, if we truly believe that God is who he is and Christ is who he is and the Holy Spirit is who he is, then we have absolutely no animosity against God and his truth. No animosity against God and his truth. There's a lot of animosity against the truth of God today. You know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that we teach right here at Landmark Baptist Church that people, some people have an animosity against. You know, uh, for instance, uh, I was called an idiot because we teach that women are to keep silent in the church. But the Bible teaches that. Jesus taught that. The Bible teaches it throughout the Bible. I, 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 was, I, was, uh, uh, I, I was called uh, uh, many things for teaching some of the things that, that we're, we're to live a godly life and we're to live godly and, and, uh, and I, I've, I've been called everything because I have taught that. That, you know, you know, as I, one lady said to me one time, she said, you know, young people just, they don't need to live a godly life all the time. They need to learn what's out there in the world. Well, I'm going to tell you folks, first 22 years of my life, I learned what was out there in the world and it wasn't good. I learned, I learned what direction I took, and it wasn't good. And, and, and I want to tell you folks, it's the same way today. It's the very same way today. Our young people are being, being, uh, 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 swallowed up and, and hook, line, and sinker to everything that takes place out there in the world. Dancing, drinking, Everything, all these things, you know, smoking and all these things, you know, 
There's nothing wrong with it because so-and-so does it. I remember one day when, when one of my girls came in when she was in high school and she wanted to do something. And I told her, I said, you can't do that. I said, you're a Christian girl. And she said, so-and-so's daughter's doing it. That so-and-so was pastor of a church. She said, so-and-so's daughter's going to do it. Well, let me tell you, folks, this is where we're swallowed up today with this. And we, we better be careful about these things. We, we better step back and, and see exactly where we are. So we have no animosity against God and his truth if, 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 if we really believe it. We, we are not ashamed of truth. We're not ashamed of truth. We're not, we're not ashamed to tell people that our, my pastor teaches the truth to us. And my pastor teaches us this or that. Jesus did this and Jesus did that. That's the reason I, I do it is because Jesus did it. We're not ashamed to tell people that. We're not ashamed to stand up for what, what truth is as far as, far as truth is. <clears throat> um, the whole problem today is with the modern Christian is he or she has gained from the world some animosity against the truth that they have heard, and they teach others to have the same animosity also. You know, when someone someone says, well, I don't agree with that truth, you know, then they teach others not to agree with it. They teach others not to agree with it. And it's not long until everybody around don't agree with that. And and certainly all you got to add, all you have to have is one voice. All you need is one voice to say, well, I don't agree with that. That's why it's important not to have any animosity against God and his truth in this. The breastplate of righteousness Jesus always wore, and it was an emblem of his delight to do the will of the Father. He always wore it. He wore it everywhere he went, everywhere he, he spoke, everywhere he was, he wore the breastplate of righteousness. He spoke uh, that the fact is that he does the will of the Father. He even said himself, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5 and verse 24. What did he say earlier in that chapter? He said earlier in that chapter, I do as the Father does. Whatever the Father do, I do it. He said the Father does nothing that I don't do. Well, we should be the same way with him. We, we should do nothing that he doesn't do. We, we should follow nothing that, that he wouldn't follow. We, sh- we should be very, very careful about these things. Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry, just before this saying, as we said, he has said everything the Father does, I do. If he can do that, if he, if he did everything that the Father said, and I believe he did, then why can't we do what he did? Why can't we follow what he followed? Why can't we do as he as he did if he did those things? And I believe he did. Now, no, no, we, we let things go by, and we dare any who would say that we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. We, we, if someone comes and makes a statement about something we shouldn't do, oh, you're mad, you're angry, you're upset. And I pray that God will see fit to bless you in all things and take care of you. And that is my message for today. I pray the Lord will bless you. I pray the Lord will take care of you. 
And I pray that the Lord will use this message to show you how that not, not only you may, you may need to be re, re-taught or you may, teach, may, may need to teach someone to be taught as a child of God is. Thank you very much, and let's, let's dismiss in prayer. Again, Father, we're so blessed. We're so thankful that you see fit to do with us, uh, to take care of us. And, and, Father, help us. Help us. Help me, Lord, to do as Jesus did. Help me to follow Jesus as he followed his Father. Help me, Lord, to be the what I should be. And, and I know I've been doing this a long time, Lord, and, and, and I know that... Uh, uh, I've uh, I've tried to do what I what the Lord would have me do, but Lord, I, I I need some change. I need some change in my life, and Lord, I pray that you'll change those things. That you'll help me to realize, Lord, the very things I preach today needs to be done and needs to be taught. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.